Okay, that's it, guys. I give up on Anchor.fm for reals now. I just lost my entire recording. <clears throat> so we're going to have to do it all over. Damn. So, once again, welcome to the Stream of Random Podcast. Coming at you from the city of Frederick, Maryland. And in this episode, we are going to continue on our theory of introspection, on the theory of art and concepts. What makes up a human and what makes up a soul? So, strap yourself in, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and join me on this walk through the city of Frederick. You know, I suggest you go for a walk yourself when you're listening to my podcast, so you can enjoy and come closer to me, to what I'm experiencing. I'm seeing little houses right next to each other with just a sidewalk in front of them, all lined up. Now these are wood houses, but they're built exactly in the style of the brick houses that are built similarly. So, instead of copying the brick house, they just built it out of wood. But they did it in the same manner. They have vinyl siding. So that's an interesting um, mutation. Now, we lost all that work. So I'm going to have to recap it all. Okay, but we have this fresh in our minds. So, we start out with... This podcast is an artifact of man, of humans, of me, myself, creating symbols, signals, sounds, choosing words that convey or carry on top of them or in them concepts that are put together, strung together, but also interconnected in some way that the concept is transferred over time, over space, in the air, through the computer, into the bits and the bytes, onto the interwebs, onto the processors, through the processors. Streams of data, all the way to your speakers, to your ears, to your mind, where they are reconstructed, reorganized, extracted, and presented to you as speech, Maybe as an idea, 
maybe as an image. Maybe what I'm saying to you is appearing to you as a ball of light. Who knows? Maybe you see someone talking to you. Or you just see words popping up in the air, like in a comic book. Those are different interpretations. Visual representations. But you might just get a concept. Something that's not visual. Maybe you're just like, yeah, 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 get on with it. I got the idea already. Stop the hammering. All right. So we have a communication channel set up between the two minds, or between many minds. Or, if no one's listening, between my mind and some ideal listener some target audience, some concept of another person who I'm talking to. And maybe it's just myself in the future who might happen upon this recording. Or maybe it gets lost and deleted by accident. We don't know. Let's have a sip of coffee. So, now in our artifact, we convey ideas, we can move them or reference them, and a lot of time we're just referencing them. We're referencing existing things, we're pointing to them in the hopes that you already have them. Other times, I guess we have to explain them. And we can carry them like a ship with all the different parts that need to be put together. So, do we have a lightweight reference? Or do we have a full copy of the idea on hand? That's the question. But in any case, if we have a full copy of the idea and instructions on how to put it together, and you're motivated to construct this idea from scratch. <clears throat> and you have the time to go over it all, to look at the different parts, to piece together what we're talking about. Then you too can build the machine that creates the art, that creates the machine, that creates the art. So I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Some weird people out here, standing around in garages in the middle of the night. I suppose they're working people, waiting for jobs to do, unspeakable things or they're just having a cigarette break. <clears throat> we don't know.
so. Um, so basically, we've gotten this out. We have a communication channel open. We are conveying instructions for the building of concepts. So we're explaining, we're actually passing on a, an entire concept that you can use that gives you some certainty out of the chaos. So the world is a chaos and we have recognized some patterns in this chaos, some reoccurring things, some loop invariants, some things that are constant or are, have a certain probability of occurring conditionally with other things, conditional probabilities, which are absolute truths from our perspective. Fixed points in the chaos. And these things we try to capture and encode in words using other concepts that should be known because really when we're building these concepts we have to build them on top of known concepts so we have the building blocks the Lego pieces of words and ideas that we use to do that. Now, important here is that we judge the depth of knowledge required for a certain concept or for a certain idea. What level of complexity is it at? How many moving parts does it have? You know, is it like beginner level or is it advanced? <clears throat> is it static or dynamic? So those are some important things to consider. The dependency graphs, the uh, what has to come first, what has to go second. If we're gonna construct these thought castles these block mazes, these um, artifacts of the mind. And then we also have to consider the art, the aesthetics, the beauty, the motivation. Is it boring? Is it a masterwork? Or is it kitsch? Are we adding new information into the world? Or are we just rehashing old concepts? So Ariana said that 
my wife, who's a musician and studies music, that you have to break the concepts to create new ones. So you have to study the existing concepts, you have to understand them, you have to decode the message. Ooh, it's loud. You have to decode the message. You have to get... You have to get the, um... The concept. And then you have to add something or break it or change it. To create a new concept that could possibly be more valuable, more appropriate, contain new information, be desired, and then you recode that, and it's the breaking of the rules <clears throat> it's the breaking of the rules. It's the uh, changing of the, uh, in music she said, it's the breaking of the rules that expresses creativity, not just the following of the rules. So if you just follow all the uh, rules of music all the time, you're going to produce boring music. Good morning. If you're just a good student, that doesn't make you a master. So I guess it's finding your own voice, it's finding your own creative expression, it's doing it your own way, after understanding how other people have done it their way. <clears throat> and, um, ooh, bakery. The bakery is even open, I can't believe it. Okay, well, we're going to go there now, kids. Check this out. Okay, it is not open. Not for another half an hour. So, finding your own voice Finding your own creative expression. And then, um, and that as being an artifact a new artifact that contains a new message, new idea. And um, you can interpret that idea as based on the other ideas, the previous ones, to understand them, like where it came from. and then look for what is new. Now, the theory of art that the guy said, he said that 
you have to be a knowledgeable person to in, uh, interpret the clues that are embedded in the art to get the idea of the artist. So the art artist will embed clues into how to interpret the art and that will give you the means for interpretation. Now, to get the idea. Now, I think we also have to consider that the idea, there might be no idea. It could be a random idea. It could be a hidden idea. Maybe the artist doesn't want you to know the idea. Or he wants it to be open for multiple interpretations. The worst case, as I was trying to explain in the lost podcast, was that you have a um, you have a, um, a piece of software that's their artifact. That's just an encrypted software. It just contains encrypted data. And it just asks you for the password. And if you don't know the password, it won't do anything. So you can completely understand the concept. You get the idea. It's encrypted. You can understand how it's encrypted. You can understand all the mechanisms of encryption. You can understand that it's access control. And that you're going to be denied. you'll be denied access unless you know the password this is a Shabro which is the old african-american community in Frederick What a name. So, I think, um, sure, we can put all of those things as the idea. So the concept or the idea might be complicated. It could be ambiguous. It could be hidden be encrypted it could be meant only for one person right I mean that could be the actual idea so this is an idea meant for someone else right this is an idea meant for you like you never know what the actual intent of the message is okay but in general let's say open source software, has an intent and um, the pieces of it can be understood 
by reading the code or consulting the documentation or consulting the other supporting documentation and metadata which will give you ideas about the intent and also you have multiple authors who are doing this decoding and recoding understanding the message understanding the intent and then updating or creating a new message that a new piece of code that replaces the old one that improves upon it or doesn't over time the evolution of the uh, software over time the versions and branches and openness will give rise to a better understanding and deeper meaning I think or at least a clear meaning of the software so I think that's kind of what we're getting we're getting to in terms of a um, a model an idea um, Beethoven introduced his idea of choral in his um, symphony um, the, I think it's the Ninth Symphony, where it goes, Freude, schöne Gott, der Funken, Tochter, aus Elysium. So, <clears throat> that's the theme. But he introduced the concept of the choral, so he broke the idea of the symphony, he changed it up, he switched it up, and he did something new, but based upon the existing system. So, a mutation that worked. And that's the other thing, is that um, if we look at this from a meme theory, these mutations, these re-encodings, they could be random, they could be unintended, like the idea of, the idea of, um, the creeper in Minecraft, supposedly, when you play Minecraft, it's like, oh, Creepers were born out of a bug. I mean, that's possible. It's possible that it's a bug. And, um... That is an unintended consequence. That just happened. Like, you can have random things that happen. So, in the interpretation part, something... You interpreted something that you did not expect something popped out that was unintended but useful and interesting 
So that's also possible that you just have random um, or like you're scanning all of the um, you're scanning all of the uh, possible cellular automata, automatons and you discover rule 33 or 29 or whatever it is, rule 19 from Wolfram that acts um, on its own that acts differently uh, that's not repro reproducible or that can be used as a generic um, uh, Turing machine a computational equivalent to a Turing machine so at some point I guess we achieve computational equivalence through complexity, according to Wolfram. <clears throat> I love walking through these cities and seeing the history and the ideas written into stone, into buildings, and interpreting them myself. Looking at the different clues, treating them as a piece of art, an artifact. The city is the artifact of the collective. And what is the message? Is it not the message of survival? So I think we have to abandon the idea of the ultimate message. We have to abandon the idea of the single message being transmitted to and retained perfectly over time. Um, and being refreshed. I think we have to go to the... Um, the idea of uh, the multitude of interpretations, the multitude of re-interpretations, the creative expression, the adding in of your own secret sauce, let's call it, your own idea, the progression of the idea over time. And you might say, oh, stop the hammering. I got the idea already. And you might add in your own idea. So, um, we can uh, try and formalize our concepts, put them into a form, and call that form useful or beautiful, or it achieves some, some level 
and achieve some level of beauty or aesthetics that we're looking for. And um, but just because we do that and we could blindly transform one thing into another thing, that doesn't give it life. We're not breathing the life, the Götterfunken, the God spark is not being breathed into this item. The golem is not coming alive. Until it's interpreted by a person and comes into life in their mind. And we're going to um, make that stand there and say, okay, according to this theory, it is the human that gives the meaning. It is the human that gives the that gives the, uh, I guess we could call it a human-centric idea. <sighs> like if you create the killer robot that goes and chops down trees blindly, causing effects. Where's the human there? Right? Or you have the Google ad running, eating up your bank account. Where's the um, agency? Where's the... Uh, I mean, only if you get that update that your bank account's empty because your Google ad ate it all up. Then you get that update. Up to then, it's just data in the matrix, I suppose. Uninterpreted dead matter. Even if your account status is updated, until it reaches a person, I suppose. I mean, this is where, where we're going to get this. Where are we going to draw the line? Or maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter as long as a machine or something is taking action on it on behalf of a human. I mean, this is where we get into, I guess, secondary um, awareness or projections of the mind into the computer.
the encoding of the idea into the embodiment. I mean, as far as we know, the, um, the Google does not understand what it's doing. The algo doesn't know what it's showing you. For the machine, it's just a number. And one number is exactly the same as every other number. And even if it can assign a meaning to a number, that meaning has no meaning to it. So there... The machine doesn't even actually care if it does invalid operations. It's completely blind. Yet the humans are skillful in encoding and creating these machines that create the art. They create the reaction and measure the reaction. And from that perspective, it is just a continuation of the brain's exploration and control function that we discussed in the uh, inside-out mind, where the brain is sending out signals to cause changes to understand the universe or map it by doing slight attempts and change. Sabor de Cuba. What a cute town. Really, really cute. So, where are we? So we, we're getting into some deep questions here. Right? What assigns meaning? What is meaning? Right? What is awareness? Is that egocentric? What is the soul? The spark of the gods? You know, and we get into these, all these questions. Does an animal have a soul? 
or is it just the spirit? Right? So, <clears throat> we're going to have to roll this back a little bit. And we're just going to say that um, people or agents, authorized agents, create versions of software. I mean, in, in Amazon, as long as you're paying As long as you've uh, got the money, you know, they will consume your uh, bank account until there's no more payments. And your stuff's just going to run. Same with Google. So, you know, these processes will continue as long as there's resources to consume. Okay. So we could say there are resources dedicated to the execution of this software. Independent of the, um, where the software can be executed, there's a context in which it can be executed, which contains enough resources for its execution. Period. Independent of that. There are messages being created independent of their actual being received. different states of being informed, as uh, Mr. Wolfram said. Either you're updated or not, as to the resource usages of your computer, they will continue as long as they have the needed resources, as long as the energy's running at home, your laptop's still running, come back, oh, power outage, damn. Or you had a backup power. Battery dead on the backup power. Damn. Or you had a generator. Damn. Fuel tank is empty on the generator. Damn. Forgot to replace the spark plugs. On the generator. Damn. Resources. Some mechanical failure. No backup. Goes out. So, you have the resources in order to execute. You have the resources in order to live. You have a process, a mental process, 
that's running. You have the time and space and food and all that context for that to work. And you're creating a computer process. So the mental process creates the computer process, the computer process can create the mental process. The art creates the machine that creates the art that creates the machine. So we have a connection, a transfer, an interaction, this has to go into the theory somehow. It's getting pretty broad in its scope. I don't really want to include the idea of the soul. It's not good practice. It's not good practice to include theological concepts into your theories. Theo, theoro. Does the word theory not include theo? Theory, theology. Anyway, I think our walk is over, and um, I hope you enjoyed this stream of random. Sorry, I lost the first half of it. I really do. And I will catch you in the next episode.